7.02 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Halford Bruff of the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We are in hour two, our dose of the program. Hour two is brought to you by Primetime Craft Beer. Meticulously brewed for quality and taste, Primetime is full flavor without compromise. You can find it at a liquor store near you, or you can visit the brewery and see how it's made. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, powered by thousands of five-star Google reviews. Sore feet, what are you waiting for? Kintech, it is Friday. It is Ask Us Anything Friday, and that means that we are not only giving away a $100 gift card to AJ's Pizza for the best Ask Us Anything, we have got... Not AJ, but some say the better half of AJ's Pizza. It's Teresa from AJ's Pizza on the line now with the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Good morning, Teresa. How are you? Good morning. I am fine, thank you. How are you? Uh, We are well. Thanks for taking the time to do this. So, maiden voyage on the Halford & Bruff Show. (laughs) I think you know the routine, though, because I know you listen to the show. It's Ask Us Anything Friday, so I haven't asked us anything for you. The origin story of AJ's. You guys, this is year seven now of AJ's Pizza, which is a long time in a tough industry. So how did the idea come about and why did you give your husband this crazy idea to open up a pizza place? (laughs) Yes, entering year seven uh, definitely has been quite the journey. Um, But basically, um, I was tired of him complaining that there was no good pizza in Vancouver, (laughs) at least no good New York style pizza in Vancouver. Um, most people know he's from Brooklyn and, um, back then he was definitely a little more Brooklyn. I think I've, I've softened, softened him up a bit. Um, but he just basically would complain all the time. And so, um, I think it was 2015 maybe that, uh, we decided to go down to Seattle to watch the March Madness. And I found this great little pizza joint called Rocco's, um, and it served up New York style pizza. So I thought, you know what? I'll take him there. Maybe we'll see if this place actually has decent New York style pizza. And it was just such a fun vibe and such a cool spot that, you know, didn't really exist in Vancouver at the time. Um, and so kind of fast forward a year, we started talking about it a bit more seriously um, because I still think I was slightly crazy. <laughs> um, and yeah, we just kind of went on this like pizza journey for the next year. We went to San Francisco um, to this place, uh, Tony Geminani's restaurant that um, is excellent. He's kind of like, I'd say the pizza guru in the U.S. And after that, we went to New York where his brother-in-law actually owned a pizza shop on Long Island. And so, and his name's Joe DiMaggio. So, uh, got, it was nice the Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, AJ worked with him for about a month. Um, and then we kind of just went for it. We spent a year at home just cooking in our kitchen. Um, sadly, I had torn my ACL. So I was listening to Mr. Williams, Mr. Consmeister, uh, giving some good <laughs> advice on how to recover from. <laughs> Uh, mentally from knee injuries but uh, it was unfortunate timing because when you're eating pizza all day every day for about eight months and you can't exercise um, (laughs) that was uh, not the the most ideal situation so um, but anyways yeah we just we just went for it so we opened late 
2017. And, you know, you mentioned, like, capturing the vibe and the essence. And the, the place is absolutely done. And if anyone hasn't gone, I recommend they go. They could even You can even go this weekend, dear listeners, because it's another great sports weekend. Um, the weekend features, what are you doing? I understand there might even be a special giveaway this weekend. So let the listeners know if they're going to come to AJ's on East Broadway Saturday or Sunday. What's up or what do they have in store for them? Yeah, so um, Fridays and Saturdays, we have happy hour from 2 to 5.30 and then tend to close. Um, and then we're doing a feature pizza this weekend. It's called the Canicio del Toro, uh, named after our head chef, Kenny, um, who's also a big movie buff. Um, and so that's actually an Italian beef-style uh, Detroit pizza that has uh, roasted garlic, pepperoncinis, um, finished with some hot honey. Um, and then on Sunday, we do happy hour all day, so $7 pints, um, two 14-inch margaritas for $32, which is like the equivalent of getting like four 12-inch pizzas yeah. for those out there who get uh, the Neapolitan style. Uh, so it's a great deal. And then uh, we have yeah, football, obviously, on all day on Sunday. Um, and then for this weekend, uh, I think I was going to do a giveaway... Uh, for the listeners, that anybody who comes in or uh, orders through Uber Eats or orders online, there's always a place that you can write a comment to add to your order or you know ask for a preference. I was going to do something like Rangers suck because you know AJ is such a Rangers fan, but I think it's a little bit more appropriate um, just given the situation that we do Edmonton suck. So if anybody wants to write in the comments or the notes that Oilers suck, Edmonton sucks. Um, we're going to give away some free garlic knots for every order. So dine in, take out, or delivery. I love it. Free garlic knots because Edmonton sucks. It's so appropriate. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Hey, uh, Teresa, thank you very much for doing this today. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend. We will do this again next Friday. Okay, take care. You too. Thanks. That's uh, Teresa from AJ's Pizza. Come get a slice of Brooklyn in Vancouver. AJ's Pizza on East Broadway. Authentic Brooklyn-style pizza. Dine in or order online at AJ's.pizza. And a reminder, if you want free garlic knots, I know you love garlic knots. Yeah. It's like garlic bread, but it's knotted. Yeah, and the oilers suck, except for the... 14 game winning streak 15 game winning 15 streak 15 games 15 yeah games. but we could end it with, we yeah. could end it with all these garlic knots coming in now uh okay time to take care of some other business out here it is time now for the lock of the week the lock of the week is presented by play now sports if you're betting on nfl games this weekend receive a $10 free bet when you make a same-game parlay wager of $25 or more on NFL playoff games at PlayNow Sports. Visit them online at playnow.com forward slash NFL SGP to learn more. Conditions do apply. You must be 19 plus to play. And a reminder, if you gamble, use your game sense. Jason, who do you got this weekend? Okay, listen. uh, I had a great regular season in terms of my lock of the week. Uh, I've been struggling in the playoffs, so I'm going with a bit of a Costanza opposite uh, theory in this one. Um, when I first saw the line in the Niners-Lions game, I'm like, the Niners are really good. We've been saying that all year. Niners, Niners minus seven over visiting Detroit? Hi, it's still the Lions, and I thought Niners. And then I was like, okay, what's the opposite argument? Mm-hmm. So the opposite argument is that's a lot of points to give a Lions team that's been actually very good away from home this season. Um, it's, hard, it's just hard to get the, nine, uh, the, the, the Lions thing out of your mind. Sure. Like, like, they're a good team. I know 
a lot of people are wondering if they'll miss the home crowd, and they might a little, but this is the same team that went on the road and beat the likes of Kansas City, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, which is a very good team, <laughs> and most recently had a very narrow loss in Dallas. Remember, they're getting seven points yep. in San Francisco. Um, I still think it's possible that the Niners or even likely that the the Niners are going to win the game. Uh, I just think it's going to be closer than the line suggests. So give me, in the George Costanza, I'm doing everything the opposite way of my instincts, the Detroit Lions plus seven over the Niners. Lock of the week. Jason is taking the NFC title game as his lock of the week. I'm going to go to the AFC, and I'm going to take Baltimore minus three and a half over the Kansas City Chiefs. For me, this one is straightforward and very simple. It is all about the Baltimore defense. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, they were all great against Buffalo last weekend in that win in Buffalo. It was a very impressive victory, but Buffalo's defense looked average at best. It was getting decimated by injury, and it had already been decimated by injury. Baltimore's defense, here's what you need to know. They were first in the NFL in takeaways this year with 31. They were first in the NFL in sacks this year with 60. They allowed 16.5 points a game. Then they went to the playoffs last weekend and only allowed 10 as they took care of business against Houston. I know that there's a big gap between between C.J. Stroud in Houston and Patrick Mahomes in KC, but this is not the same KC offense that we've seen in years past. I think this is going to be all about Baltimore's defense. I think they're going to cover this, and they're going to cover it easily. Lock it up. Give me Baltimore minus 3.5 over Kansas City, and I think it will be a Baltimore-San Francisco Super Bowl. Lock it up. Lock it away. Experience the thrill of every pass, every touchdown, and every win during the NFL playoffs with Play Now Sports, BC's safe and secure betting site. You must be 19-plus to play, and if you gamble, use your game sense. On the subject of the National Football League, Jason, um, are we about to embark on a season in which Bill Belichick does not coach in the National Football League at all? Yeah, he looks, it looks like he might not get a seat at the table for next season only two vacancies remain, and it's been reported that the Seahawks have not even reached out to Belichick and that the commanders are focused on Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. Yeah. And some people are wondering if it was just too much of a lift to get Belichick hired this offseason because he wants he wants. Full power. Ultimate power. Because he's he's Bill Belichick, and he's probably done enough in his coaching career to earn that demand. Uh Um, But he doesn't have a lot of time to get that power because there are already people in power. And, you know, let's say he goes to Seattle, right? John Schneider is the GM now. Mm -hmm. He's the number one guy in football ops. He's not going to be like... You can have everything No, to Bill Belichick. This is John Schneider's time, right? Like Pete Carroll is gone. John survived uh, as far as, you know, the job is concerned. And I'm sure he's got lots of ideas he wants to bring in that, you know, can, that he wants to do, right? He doesn't want to cede all the power. Um, 
As for what the Seahawks might do, it's interesting that one of the names that's kind out there is Lincoln Riley, the USC head coach. I I don't like this. I I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be interesting if the Seahawks went back-to-back to to USC because, of course, they got Pete Carroll out of USC. Uh, That does seem like a long shot to me with his lack of NFL experience and the fact that the Trojans weren't even all that good. This season, this past season, at least based on expectations and the fact they had Caleb Williams at quarterback. Um, You talked a lot about the Baltimore Ravens defense. Well, their defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, is one of those guys that is getting talked up, like the Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. Um, Unfortunately, you can't really do big-time interviews with these guys or you can't name them a head coach because they're still, you know, Coaching football games. Probably do one with Ben Johnson on Monday, but probably not with Mike McDonald. Possibly. Um, That's going to depend on whether John Schneider wants to go with a more defensive or offensive-minded head coach. Dan Quinn and Mike Vrabel are out there, too. Mm -hmm. But the Seahawks might be the last one to hire their head coach. Yeah, and that's a combination of being thorough in their... um, Interview process, and I mean thorough. Like, they have interviewed a lot of people and are calling a lot back for a second as well. And the other part of it is, as you mentioned, is the guys that they might really want either won't be available for interview until later or at all. Because there are, you know, there is still Washington sitting out there that still needs a head coach, and they could jump the queue and get ahead of Seattle. Now, here's the thing. Jobs are getting filled at a pretty rapid pace. So you mentioned that the Atlanta job is gone. Bill Belichick did not get it. Raheem Morris got it. And this is this is interesting because Morris has experience as a head coach, but everyone was kind of like, the story here isn't that Morris got it. It's that Belichick didn't get it. And the issue with Belichick, and I know you uh, described it pretty thoroughly there, but Dan Graziano from ESPN said, there's a lot of different factors that are working against Belichick, including the fact that, he old. Mm-hmm. You're not hiring Bill Belichick to carry out a six or seven year plan or program. He's 15 wins away from breaking Don Shula's record. He wants to win and he wants to win now. And if you have an executive in place, that executive is probably saying, I don't want to hire this guy. He wants my job in yeah. addition to coaching. Now, there's another interesting move that happened in Carolina because they filled their head coaching vacancy by hiring. Dave Canales. Now, Seahawks fans will remember this guy because he was a Pete Carroll disciple. And it's actually, I think, kind of interesting that Seattle didn't go down this road. And I do think it speaks to wanting to maybe break away from the Pete Carroll era entirely. Mm-hmm. Canales was a pretty sought-after guy. Uh, he eventually landed in Carolina. Dan Morgan knew him from their time together in Seattle. They didn't go down that road. I'm really curious now to see where the Seahawks are going to go because it's been... It, Here's the thing. With a thorough search, it's great. You, you you know, you tick all the boxes, and you do your research, and you do your homework. But there's also a sense of... And then it's Dan Quinn. And then it's Dan Quinn. <laughs> and if it is, you're like, why didn't you just hire this guy right away? Like, well, make I it think definitive. it's definitive. Like, he's our guy. We wanted him 100%. It was always Dan Quinn. It was always Dan Quinn. I still think it should be Mike Vrabel. But the same logic kind of yeah. applies. It's like, well, if it was Mike Vrabel now, why wasn't it Mike Vrabel the moment that he became available? I get being thorough in a search. I understand how the you, you know you you bring in everybody and you ask a lot of questions and you want to find out. You want to use that process to be the fact finding mission. The one thing I will say about John Schneider is he's not afraid to take a swing. I know to take a chance. I mean, you just see how he runs the draft. 
Dan Quinn would be the obvious choice, which in the back of my mind, I'm going, mm, maybe that's not what get, what John Schneider is going to do. Maybe he's going to surprise us Babies. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do some Ask Us Anythings because it is Ask Us Anything Friday. Leaf with an Ask Us Anything. What type of lineup would you take a free pass on for the rest of your life? So you get to skip to the front of the oh, lineup. Oh, I see what he's talking Concession, about. bathroom, customs, amusement park. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I go to enough Canucks games to bother about skipping the bathroom. Um, so it has to be the frequency in which you stand in the line, right? It can't be like a Well, lineup, I think right? it also has to be like, how annoying is it to stand in a lineup? I might do the grocery store. Ooh, I yeah. hate waiting in line at the grocery store, especially yep. if you've got a lot of groceries. Yep. You know, yep. I don't, I'm not doing the self-checkup, self-checkout with the, uh, with, uh, you know, if I've got a lot of groceries, you know, the Costco lineup mm-hmm. when you're there for a long time, that would it's be nice to one. go to the front because you just start like, I, I, I find I start looking at the people in front of me and going, Hey, like, why are you taking so long? I, I'm standing here and I'm, the most important person in the world. True. And you are making me wait behind you because you want to get chatty with the cashier or even worse, chatty cashier. Mm. So the chatty cashier is going to chat with everyone. And then you're just, you're waiting and you're like, I don't want to chat. And this guy's going to chat me up and I'm going to have to do that thing where I pretend to be friendly. And it never works because me pretending to be friendly looks like someone pretending to be friendly. So, uh, as a self checkout guy, you yeah. know you don't like it, but I love this. Oh, self- I do. I, I I do because I take a bonus item now. Right. <laughs> I believe that's called stealing. No, it's a bonus item. It's a bonus item. It's a These bonus organic item. bananas. Oh, that's they're not organic. Trade. Yeah. I. It, why don't? Why doesn't Bruff organic like, produce does not exist in my world? Sorry, produce what, is produce. Why doesn't Bruff like automated? Automatic checkouts? What's your taking thing? jobs away from the people? Oh, it's it's a solidarity. Thing. Okay. And also, I don't want to do it. I yeah. want to say, now, here's my stuff. You do it, and I'll pay. They give him the cup for the drink at the movie uh, theater. Yeah. He just looks at the guy. So like, the scaling the thing across the thing is just too much. Eh? I'm just like, do I work here? Well, you well at the moment, yeah, yeah. You're scanning. Now, the here's the thing. Uh, you wouldn't they, even do it if it meant skipping the line. Standing in line, I do it once in a while. Standing in line at a self checkout. You do become irrationally and way too emotionally invested in the antics of people that are doing their own checkout. Yeah. And that's a bad thing. I, I can't just zone out because you have to pay attention to which one's going to become available. Right. You can't just put your head down in your phone because then you get the people behind you and they're like, uh, the third one's open. So what you have to do is you have to watch everyone do their self-checkout. And then you become invested in how slow they are. And they're like, what's the code for Granny Smith apples? It's very, very... Uh, it's it's a bad lineup, but I know the answer, and someone texted it in, so I'll corroborate with this listener. Airport security. Mm. Anything involving the airport, even though I don't fly that often. You got to get Nexus. Well, that's the thing. I don't trust the government. Nobody but, says uh, bathroom lineup. <laughs> Nobody says bathroom lineup, but if it was in the moment, I feel like a lot of people would pick See, bathroom lineup. bathroom yeah. lineup for the, just in the moment. The, yeah. the instances where you're like, okay, this needs to move faster for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't happen all that often, but the importance and the significance, I could see that one like 100%. Um, okay. The security lineup, though, aren't you like I'm a I'm the type of person that gets to the airport with plenty of time anyway. I don't fly for five work. six hours. I don't fly. No, just two hours, and then then like for me, 
standing in the security lineup is not all that different than just like so sitting at the gate waiting um, to board. It's time for yeah. me. Yeah, like I'm the. I leave. I try and minimize airport time as much as possible. So I Risky. get. I get there as late as possible. You're a gambler, man. That's I just love, the way you live your I, life. I eh? love to let it ride. Yeah, it's my lock of the week. How many Am I make this flight? I don't know. How many flights have you missed in your life? Never missed a flight. Really? Actually, that's a lie. I missed one from Calgary one time. Uh. <laughs> I showed up at the airport with like 12 minutes to go, and they're like, "Sir." No, nope. there's no chance. I don't even know why he showed up here. Just turn around. And I was like, well, this is he- also the Edmonton airport. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even going back to Vancouver. You're on one to Cancun. Um, I, I don't know. I, I hate being in the air. I find it a complete waste of time. There's so many other things I could be doing than just sitting, not doing anything. So I Sleep try to minimize the time. But then when I'm in the, then I get lineup anxiety because I'm like, oh man, if this doesn't speed up, I'm going to miss my flight. All those kind of things. All these things exist in my world. So. Why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. I'm a strange person. Okay, uh, we are doing more Ask Us Anythings throughout the show, so get them in. Hashtag them AUA, Ask Us Anything. Uh, Dunbar Lumber text line is 650-650. If you put a pizza emoji and hashtag it AUA, you'll be entered into the grand prize draw, a $100 gift card to AJ's uh, Brooklyn-style pizzeria on East Broadway. A reminder... Uh, in addition to that, you can also get some free garlic knots this weekend if you diss the Oilers, uh, either talking over the phone or ordering online. Uh, Moj is going to join us next. Dollywall is at 8 o'clock. We're going to do what we learned and ask us anything at 8.30. Uh, we are going to – you know what else we got to do is we need to get into some of these stories from the NHL from last night as well. We didn't really get a ton of time to get into what the Oilers and Flames did. Yes. Well, and, the, and for those people that watched the Brendan Gallagher hit and thought he was going to get a massive suspension, uh, he's not. Because he's got a phone interview, which means that the suspension can't be any longer than five games. Mm. Who did he hit? Adam Pellick? He didn't just hit Adam Pellick. It was an old school. It was Bray on Churla-esque. Like it, it was, was. I mean, it was different because yeah, it was in the zone, close. and Churla was doing like a more of a yeah. button hook. But it was pick the head. Pellick didn't see it coming. Elbow up. Cook on Mark Savard. It was bad. Like, so it was funny. I was watching um, the game live because I wanted to see the Patrick Wall return to Montreal. And the guys that were calling the game, I think it was Mike Johnson on the call. He didn't see it at first. And then when they did the replay, he was almost speechless at how bad it was because it harkened back to a time where you took advantage of a guy that wasn't looking and you picked his head clean. And Gallagher got elbow up into the head. Like, there was no question about it. Interesting part was Gallagher's reaction when the ref blew the whistle. He's like, what? Yeah. and he's, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know, Brendan. Uh, match penalty for elbowing. I mean, it was pretty egregious. I am surprised that he's only getting a phone hearing because there were a lot of people that were saying this thing could be uh, rising to the level of, like, you know, maybe even 10 games or something like that. Moj is coming up next on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. The most opinionated Canucks show out there. Canucks Talk with Jamie Dodd and Thomas Drans. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Moj. I did not eat four burgers. Yes, it's the Moj. I don't want to go to Winnipeg. Nobody wants to go to Winnipeg. Yes, I love food. It's the Moj. I went online and kind of did a little surfing. Jamalaya. Yes, it's the Moj. Halpert's fine, but, you know, Brussels is grumpy all the time. Moj, 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 Moj,
731 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Ruff, Sportsnet 650. You are listening to the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Halford and Bruff in the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We are in hour two of the program. Hour two is brought to you by Primetime Craft Beer. Meticulously brewed for quality and taste, Primetime is full flavor without compromise. You can find it at a liquor store near you or visit the brewery to see how it's made. As the song suggests, it is time now for Bob the Moj Marjanovich here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650, a presentation of the Clayton Public House. Reserve your spot for the big football party at Clayton Public House, hosted by Sportsnet 650. Visit the ClaytonPub.com. Clayton Public House, good food, good people, good times, good Moj. Good morning, Moj. How are you, buddy? Good morning, gentlemen. The Vancouver Canucks. Uh, you have written a column recently. On the penalty kill. We mentioned this the other day. I feel like we should have brought it up more. The Finally got over that 80% mark, which isn't great, but this is a team at one point where we were talking about getting above the 60% mark when it comes to the penalty kill. So it's been really good the last 20 games. Uh, who were you talking to? What did you write about? What conclusions did you draw about the Canucks PK? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you look at the last 20 games, 52 of 59 kills, 88.1 efficiency rate, which is actually better than the league-leading Kings at 87.5 right now. When you look at where this unit was a year ago, when Bruce Boudreaux was relieved of his duties, they were running at a 67.2% clip, which is, you know, I mean, the Kings have the all-time worst record at 68.2, so it tells you how bad that unit uh, was last year and how good they've become this year in the transformation. And the, the big thing is just talking to guys is, just playing within the structure, trusting one another's reads, and the fact that they just want to take away the most dangerous option and let Thatcher Demko see the shot, hopefully from the outside. And as Pia Suter said, no cheapies. If they're going to do something, they're going to have to make three or four good passes to get a good look and no back door. So it's, it's been interesting. And, you know, you talk to Tyler Myers, who was here last year when this team was struggling, and he said that they just – the big thing is just running around a lot less, right? I mean, and again, that goes back to trusting one another, making good reads, and playing within the structure of what they're doing. Uh, you're now an embedded journalist on the Canucks beat, and you're in there. I can hear your voice every time asking Tockett questions and having a back and forth with the coach. Uh, as you may be aware, some of Tockett's recent comments uh, became a big deal in the media circles. I'm not focused so much on that, but more about uh, the media coach interaction, because again, you're part of it now. Uh, what do you think about the way that Tockett answers questions and the way that he's gone about uh, discussing things with Canucks media so far this season? I think it's been awesome. I really do. I mean, and I'm not the only one of the stories by some of the guys that cover the team. They just talk about how frank he is and how open he is and, you know, um, I think he has been tremendous with the media. And, and the other thing, too, and I've mentioned this before, there there have been times where there might be some confusion or lack of understanding with certain concepts or terms. And Taka goes out of his way to explain what he's talking about, whether it's, you know, a double drive or scissors or, you know, explaining the concepts of boxing out. And I can probably understand why there's probably a little bit of frustration there. But, I mean, a lot of times I think, you know, guys, and you've been in this industry, 
Um, the story really kind of doesn't match the headline. And for people that don't know, in a lot of instances, the headline is written by someone other than the actual writer of the story. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know Tockett was talking about the headline, Pedersen, um, Tockett blasts Pedersen or whatever it was. That headline does not exist. Yeah, I I don't think it did. But, you know, I think a lot of times when you look at the headline, perhaps it really doesn't match what's written in the story. So it is what it is. I mean, I just hope that this doesn't cause for him to kind of change his course and become more reserved in his comments. Mm -hmm. Because I think, like I said, it's been refreshing just dealing with them and getting an honest answer most of the time, or just about all the time, I should say. Halford, remember when we used to write for the newspaper and the headline would come out and we'd be like, that's what they went with, really? Yeah. I, I do mean, remember this. You're yes. like, that yeah. is not what we're saying at all. And then we get blasted online for, for that. Um, Moj, which of the uh, NFL playoff games are you most looking forward to? Is it the Lions and the 49ers or is it the Chiefs and the Ravens? Probably the Chiefs and the Ravens. And uh, I just look at this game. And for me, when I look at the matchups and everything, if KC is to win this game, I think Patrick Mahomes has to be superhuman. I I really do. Um, They're going to need explosive plays from the running game, Chaco and company. And Baltimore does give up some explosive plays, but the big thing in this game that I look at, guys, man, this isn't the Bills defense where they're missing whatever, three, four starters. I mean, this is a Ravens defense that is playing well and that is healthy. Right, So it's going to be a much more challenging task for Mahomes and company. And then, you know, I look at defensively in that game, Kansas City loves to play a lot of man, right? Um, And you're talking about a secondary that in the regular season allowed the fewest yards to wide receivers. So, okay, if you want to play man against Lamar Jackson, he should eat you up in terms of the running game. He will have to run the football if they play a lot of men and you know, it's great for a running quarterback because there's not that many eyes on the quarterback. Remember if you're playing man and a receiver's running downfield, you know, any DB is running with that receiver. He's not necessarily looking back. So, okay. Now maybe you want to play a little bit more zone because Lamar Jackson is running the football. Well, if you play zone, um, Lamar Jackson could pick you apart, particularly with that, with, you know, a guy like Andrews at tight end, who I think is going to be a big key because he's one of those guys that always finds that little crack in a zone, right? So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out in that game. What is the Lions' best chance of upsetting the 49ers? Well, I mean, for me, if I'm the Detroit Lions, I hope that Brock Purdy plays as poorly as he did last week because then you've got a chance. I think the big thing defensively for the, for the 49ers is they have to be able to get there with four. Their pass rush, I don't think, played nearly as well as we've seen them in the past last week. They need to get to Goff with four. If they don't and they have to blitz, Goff does pretty well against the blitz, right? So it's it's going to be interesting to see how it all transpires because, for me, that that's a big key, the 49ers' defense being able to get there. And then, you know, offensively, I mean, make – Brock Purdy beat you, right? It, that's as simple as that. You, you, you don't want to let Christian McCaffrey beat you. So take McCaffrey away, and if you're going to get beat, make Brock Purdy beat you. And I don't know if he's up to the task considering the way he played last week. 
Do you think Kyle Shanahan has a bit of an advantage is that in that he's seen Jared Goff a lot dating, dating back to the, the NFC West games against the Rams? Yeah, I mean, anytime you've got film on a guy and you've seen him over the course of the years, you know what he struggles with, you know where his strengths are, and you can game plan accordingly, right? So is there an advantage? Yeah, probably. And, you know, when you look at Goff and what he's done this year, um, to me, the big key is that offensive line, right? I mean, a lot of people are talking about the offensive line. For me, one of the best in the league, if not the best. And you have to give a lot of the credit to the Lions offense this year. I know people will talk about the running backs, and they'll talk about the receivers, and they'll talk about Goff. But, man, uh, the engine that drives that team is that offensive line. Uh, are you surprised that we're inching closer and closer to an NFL season where Bill Belichick isn't going to coach anywhere? Man, it's crazy, isn't it? Uh-huh. Right? I mean, you look at Tampa Bay signing Raheem Morris to a contract, and I was thinking to myself, well, pardon me, Atlanta signing Atlanta, Raheem yeah. Morris, who used to be in Tampa Bay. Um, I look at that, and it was kind of interesting. I was reading some stories on that. It kind of makes sense, I guess, in a way, because if you bring Belichick in, are you really thinking long-term, right? I mean, you're not thinking maybe of a five-year rebuilding plan. You're probably thinking more so of a, of a team that is close and just needs perhaps that little extra push over the top. And, you know, one of the things I talk about with the Tampa Bay source, but with the uh, Atlanta situation is the fact that to bring Belichick in, they would have had to completely restructure their front office. And, you know, if you're bringing Belichick in and he's a short-term fix rather than being viewed as a long-term fix, if you really want to go through all that overhaul of your front office and then two or three years later have to do it all over again. Uh, it is Ask Us Anything Friday here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 6. I'm going to flip the script a little bit here, Moj, because I, as I understand it, you have a question for Bruff as the founding father and the architect of the Magna Carta of the Sad Club. I'm the commissioner. He's everything that the Sad Club is all about. He represents it. So I, he didn't, can know, an- I didn't know this. Moj has a question for he me. He can answer any sort of Sad Club query, and you have one. Okay. Go. Moj. Why is Minnesota not part of the Sad Club? Uh, in, because there's, there's in the NHL? Well, no. I mean, there's a piece on, on ESPN right now mm-hmm. talking about the fact that it's the longest drought for a city with all four major th- all four major teams. 32 years without a championship. And, and that's all four teams in one city. And that's the longest drought right now. In North American sports, well, it doesn't really look work like that. You don't put like a market in in the Sad Club. It's it's team based, and we mostly focus on the NHL. And so the NHL is tough because it has to be one franchise, the same franchise in the same market for forty years. So the Wild haven't been there for forty years, and the North Stars are a different franchise. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you, like Minnesota. Even though they won the World Series, what back in ninety one and yes, eighty seven, um, and the Vikings are a special. They they're not part of the NFL Sad Club because they won an NFL championship back in the day, and that counts as a title, even though they've never won a Super Bowl. See, like to me, losing four Super Bowls in that one year when they were what they had that one one loss team and they lost to was it Atlanta 
yeah. conference championship game, right? They've so, had a lot of sadness. Gary Anderson. They've Gary had a lot Anderson. of sadness. But look, the Leafs aren't in the sad club either, and they've been a sad franchise, but they've won Stanley Cups dating back to like 1967 when there were six teams in the league. But I also don't want the Leafs in my club. So, you know, it's, it's my club. So but and I, criteria. So you actually have written criteria of what, you know, qualifies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've hired lawyers and everything. It's all yeah, written well, out there. The only, yeah. the only team that's getting moderately close to entering the SAG club is the San Jose Sharks. Mm-hmm. And they're still a ways away. In the NHL. In the NHL. Yeah. That's it. You know what's crazy? Like, I don't know. I mean, you guys are a little younger than me, but not much. You kind of think to yourself, oh, they're kind of a new team, right? They've been in the league. They've been in the league for like 30 years yeah, now yeah. almost. Right? I, I went to their first ever game at the Pacific Coliseum. Their, fir- their first ever, I still remember it. I was uh, I was young. I was still, I was still, I had, I was still had optimism in my life. You know, I looked forward to things. It was, it was a great time to be alive. Johan Garpenloff, Igor Larionov, and Link Gates. There you go. <laughs> yes, Link Gates was a legend the for the San Lance. Jose Sharks. Moj, thanks for joining us as always, buddy. Have a great weekend. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Yeah, thanks, you too, Moj. That's Bob the Moj Marjanovic here on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650, a presentation of the Clayton Public House. Don't forget, big football party Sunday, February 11th. Visit them online at the Clayton Pub. Dot com. Okay, uh, we got a little bit of time here before we're going to turn things over to Dollywall at 8 o'clock. And then at 8.30, we're going to do what we learn. We're going to do Ask Us Anythings. We're going to give away a $100 gift card to AJ's Pizza for the best Ask Us Anything. Let's go into the Dunbar Lumber text message in basket right now, Jason. 650-650 if you don't want to weigh in. Hashtag it AUA. Put a pizza emoji in. Let's do some Ask Us Anythings. Uh, Chris from Nanaimo, Ask Us Anything. What is something that you can say to a hockey player that you can also say on a first date. Oh, man. How about, would you like to dance? Oh, wow. That's actually a pretty good answer. It's a little dated for the current dating landscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also even for hockey. They're like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> we don't fight anymore. Attaboy. Uh, yeah, they just choked there. Was, uh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's the first thing my dad said to my mom. Do you want to dance? Would you like to dance? In my dad's English, he's like, would you like to dance? Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, Sorry, what? That's old school, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, I, w- I wonder about that now in the in the current hockey landscape when two guys are, if they ever use that anymore. Because they used to be pretty common parlance, right? These yeah, guys are going to dance. Yeah, you want to dance? I think it's just want to go. You want to go? That's just what it's down give to. Them the nod. Nobody fights anymore Let's go. Anyway, so. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, but that was a pretty good answer from me. That was a really good answer. I had, well I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit mm-hmm. sometimes, maybe more than sometimes, but I like I'll get hit with an ask us anything. It's a difficult proposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can think of all these like I don't know what you shouldn't say. <laughs> yeah, but right. not a lot of what should you say. But sometimes you just yeah, hit. Like, you I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wouldn't work. Yeah, we got we got to get pucks in deep right now. What are you talking about? Uh, what are your stake? Tar- ask us anything. What would it take? For you to be willing to sell the farm, like go super all in at the trade deadline, imagine top prospects, picks, all of it for the cup, a specific player. So I guess, look, for the sake of this, this one laid out in the text, but it has to be what somewhat realistic, like it can't be McDavid or McKinnon or McCarr. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna some people might say this is this isn't realistic, especially okay. the people in Pittsburgh, but I would be willing to sell the farm for Sidney Crosby. Sure. The, and that's not make really? that's not levels of 
Yes. Really? Yes, I would. Not only to say that Sidney Crosby played for the Canucks, he's under contract for two more years. He's an unbelievable player. I think if you added him to the Canucks, they'd have a real good shot of winning the Cup. We're in total fantasy land here with a shred, with a shred, a shred of logic because if the Penguins are going to uh, retool, like, could you imagine a better way to? kind of, you know, get this, the, the next gen of mm-hmm. Penguins going than by get the assets and the haul that you would have in return. Now, let's just allow ourselves to, you know, go crazy and, you know, hypothesize. But not so crazy like. that it's McDavid. Right. You, cool. need to, you need to have some sort of narrative sure. that would fit. And maybe the narrative that is realistic is that Kyle Dubas looks at the Penguins and goes, we got to tear this down. And Jim Rutherford is an unabashed fan, dare I say enthusiast mm-hmm. of Sidney Crosby's. Actually, if you if you go to The Athletic and you read a couple of the pieces, Josh Yohei, I guess, has a really good relationship with Rutherford because they always seem to now you have these like fireside chats and this and that. And uh Rutherford considers Crosby like in rarefied air in terms of greatness and champions and winners among current NHLers. Like he would also fit a like a a lineup spot. Right? Well, you'd make like, one for him, you know? No, no, no. He, like, yeah. he fits a need. The Canucks need another top six forward. I think I think Sid fits the bill. Can you play in the top six, Sid, or do we need to drop you down to 3C? Now, the question would be, could you could, could Sidney Crosby actually play for another NHL team? Because there are a handful of guys right now that are so identifiable with their franchise, and you just feel like it would be wrong if they ever played anywhere else. Now, this was the conversation and ultimately the ending that the Sedins had in Vancouver. They were Canucks yeah. from start to finish, and it felt right, and it was right, and it was the thing to do. And we are at a current time in the National Hockey League where there could be a sea change among some of these guys. I mean, I, I brought this up earlier briefly, and I'll circle back on it, but uh, Steve Stamps, Stamkos scored his 1,100th point as a ta- member of the Tampa Bay Lightning yesterday. Only five guys that have done that in NHL history. There's only 29 guys that have scored 1,100 points. Period. It's a very rarefied error. Um, do you think it adds that much to your legacy, though? Like, do you? Think, I don't know. Do you think lesser of a guy like Wayne Gretzky because he played for multiple teams in the no, NHL? No, but Gret- do you think okay, lesser? Do you think lesser of Bobby Orr because you know he tried with the Blackhawks for a few seasons? I just, you I know, just like, wonder. Like, I can't see Ovechkin playing anywhere else other than Washington. Right, but I wouldn't. Right? I wouldn't think anything I would, less of him. But if I wouldn't think it's not, it's not about else. thinking anything less. I don't think. I just yeah. think it's about how you want your career to be remembered. Sure, or, and I'm sure some guys have that affinity. Now, well, one guy brought it up. It would be a great way to end your career if you get traded to the Canucks and then you score the Stanley Cup winning goal in the same building that you scored the Golden Goal. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, so that'd the, be yeah, a cool sort of cha- final chapter of if, your. If it's about the individual, career. everyone knows that Crosby's. Like he was a dyed in the wool, grew up Montreal Canadiens fan. Yeah. That would be the place that I would imagine that he would probably, the only place that he would want to go, hypothetically speaking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Halford, w- Crosby willing to go to Canadiens. Yeah, put it out there. <laughs> Halford puts team on blast. Must trade for Crosby now. <laughs> or uh, no, no, but Crosby would want to go, he'd want to get reunited with his Penguins brethren and, I, and Rutherford I feel and like that's a Alvin, real and he stretch. looks at the oh, Canucks. Yeah? Did he and like, hang out with Jim Rutherford? Oh, yeah, they're best buds. Best buds every night. And uh, and also he looks at the Canucks like, hey, if I want to win one more cup, 
Do I have a better chance? Edward Fleury's going back to Pittsburgh next year. So to, why would he leave? Do I have a better yeah. chance to win it with the Canucks or the Habs? Probably the Canucks. We right probably now. shouldn't go too far down. No, this let's, road. Do no, 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 let's do it. Let's do it. It's like <laughs> but there are not going to happen. Well, no, but there are. But like, I, the re, and the reason I bring up Stamkos is because rough guarantees Crosby in Vancouver. Yeah. Well, the sta- the Stamkos era in Tampa Bay could be over after this year, which still blows my mind. That a guy that has been that identifiable and that important to the franchise could just be allowed to walk away. Now, I assume that they'll come to some understanding, but the way that that's played out, and part of it is because you're in Tampa Bay and you can allow it to play this way out because everyone's like, yeah, you know what? We'll trust Breezeball and we'll just kind of wait and see what happens. Let's see if we could get back into the playoffs and make some noise. And by the way, speaking of that, uh, I know you noticed this. The the Bolts are cooking right now. Yeah, yeah. They've won seven of eight. They've scored six goals in back-to-back games. They won 6-3 last night. Into third in the Atlantic Division. So Vasilevsky wasn't washed like people no, were saying? Like oh, they, wow. They're like cockroaches. They're never dying, always living in Tampa. Are the ch- I don't think you can rule them out until they're done. Are the Kansas City Chiefs approaching... Tampa Bay Lightning territory where you just like you never count this team out. That's why I was a little hesitant and apprehensive about picking Baltimore. Yeah, because I I realize what I'm doing with that lock of the week. I'm putting You're a betting lock. against Mahomes. Yeah, and I'm betting on. You're Lamar saying Tax. Mahomes is going to lose. Yeah. Right, like, it's and, not. There's no point spread or anything. Like you're, you definitely and, like. And I'm saying he's going to be bested by a guy Lamar Jackson that has nowhere even remotely close to the amount of postseason success. That's what I did. I put it out there. But the Chiefs have lost. This is a good. They, they, they've a lost good, AFC title games. It is but. a good analogy, though, because until they're like, it's like uh, I think you just look at this Chiefs team and say they're not as powerful as they have been in past years, but they have that. I don't know if you want to call it institutional knowledge of how to win. Yeah, and I, I, it is a good analogy to bring it up because what, Tampa Bay is not done until they're done, but when they've still got. Kucherov and like the numbers that Kucherov's putting up this year are crazy. Just they're they're almost unfathomable. It's him and McKinnon right now. Mm-hmm. And I know that McDavid is probably going to jump into that conversation with the way that he's racking up points. But right now for me, it's those two guys. But. So if in the Atlantic you're looking at Boston and going, yeah, they're for sure going to be a top three team. Florida's probably going to be a top three team in that division as well. If Tampa Bay maintains what they're doing right now and they can kind of put behind their early season struggles. They can put that behind them. And then you're looking at all these teams below them fighting for these wildcard spots, including the Leafs and the Red Wings. Are the Devils ever going to get healthy enough to go on a bit of a run? you got Bo Horvat and the Islanders, and you've got the Pittsburgh Penguins who look like they're really well back in the standings, but... They actually have a few games in hand on people, but they need to start getting on a run. And again, it's the all-star break coming up in a matter of days. And that is when a lot of GMs are going to have meetings and they're going to sit down and go, all right, what are we here? Mm -hmm. A lot of teams are are going to face Are we a team that's capable of winning the Stanley Cup? Um, at the very least, what they might do is set a date of how long they're going to hold on until they start selling. Now, some teams might just be like, well, you know that date? It's the trade deadline. We'll wait until then. Um, but there will be teams, and one of those teams might be Vancouver, that wants to make deals before the deadline. And there are two reasons why you do that. Number one, let's say you target a player and you're like, I really want that player. And I might even be able to, might be willing to spend a little bit more to get that player so he doesn't go somewhere else. And number two, 
you want to get that player into your system yeah. and you want to maybe experiment with different line combinations, maybe experiment. Like, let's say you bring in a Jake Gensel just to throw out a name that's out there, sure. right? We have no idea. And sometimes when you make these moves, it just, it like throws in some confusion. And I'm not saying the Canucks shouldn't make a deadline addition. I think they should. I think they need another top six player. But sometimes it's better to do that sooner rather than later. March 8th is pretty late to wait. I would agree. And if it's, if you can, here's the thing. If you make that move and you realize that the the fit isn't there, then you've run out of time to one, like make a corresponding move. Like we make a couple moves at the deadline, but sure. two, you're stuck, right? You've got a handful of games before the regular, se- regular season ends. And they're like, okay, you know, come hell or high water. This is what we got. This is what we got to roll into the playoffs. One texter asking if Petey doesn't resign here, would you trade him for Crosby? All right. We, Rick Dollywell <laughs> is coming up next on the Halford and Bruff show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, reserve your spot for the big football party at Clayton Public House, hosted by Sportsnet 650. Visit the ClaytonPub.com. Clayton Public House. Good food, good people, good times.